Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hi ladies, welcome to the podcast. I feel so on a high right now because I finished the November group coaching program live event, literally this weekend. And it was a four-hour workshop where I lay down the foundation so that these amazing women who have joined the program, who have invested the time, energy, and money into this, really have a solid foundation so that the next six months for them are much easier. So we taught on all the topics, so all the six steps. How do you make a doable plan? And they actually made a doable plan, which is really fun for them. How do you um, stick to the plan and evaluate? So we actually went through the 24-hour plan and evaluation, and we, we talked through how that would apply to them on a daily basis, which was really fun. Because sometimes just in a teaching workshop, you may think, oh, I don't know how, how this can apply to me. But the way that this was, was I was teaching it and we were putting it into practice as we went along. So that's what made it so fun because they were then able to get feedback like live and I was able to coach them through any of the things that were coming up for them. So I'll give you an example. One of the ladies was saying, oh, um, I know exactly what to do, but I'm just not doing it. And it was really interesting because when we coached on it, Um, we were looking at why was she going to food in the evenings with um, her husband and what came up was that she actually just wanted to rest she's go 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 all day and in the evenings that's when she's like okay now I can finally relax I can sit down have some wine and eat something with my husband and watch Netflix. And so that was her way of resting. So whenever she wasn't like acknowledging what was really going on for her deep down, then she wasn't able to get to the root of the problem because she kept trying to go to, yeah, but I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. So what we, uh, what I showed her was that when she's able to acknowledge why she's actually eating, only then is she gonna be able to um, do something about it. So that was a, a like a mind-breaking moment for her because she was like, wait, what? There's actually something that the food is giving me that I haven't even been acknowledging? And I was like, yeah. So if she thinks that the food is actually beneficial for her in this kind of way, and that's what her brain is is um, like telling her, then of course she's going to keep going back to eating, even if she knows that it's not serving her in the long run, right? Because she's got a human brain. So it was really fun to be able to um, give her that insight on the call whilst we were actually doing that. So yeah, we um, went through how to make a doable plan, how to stick to it and evaluate without judgment, how to actually dive deep into any overeating event. So when you have decided that actually I didn't want to eat this and I'm going to, and you've gone and eaten it, instead of looking at it with judgment, how can we use that as an opportunity to actually learn what's going on? It was so fun because we actually went through the dive deeper worksheet with them and it was um, really fun to see them analyze the last overeating event so that they could actually learn like, oh, this doesn't have to be something that I continually shame myself about. It could literally be something that I can learn from. And as you know, 
Every overeating moment is something that we can learn from. It has gems in there that can help us get us closer to our goal. So that was really fun. And just seeing them workshopping and working through their whys, actually connecting with them, doing loads of body work, like learning how to feel our emotions, learning how to um, drop into our bodies, because so much of this program isn't just about the mind and how do we like manage the mind, but it's also about how can we access that wisdom of our body. So much of what we do is feeling our emotions and um, feeling our urges, getting used to our hunger in our body, noticing what it feels like and things like that. And if we're not able to do that, then no matter how much you coach yourself, you're not going to be able to get to the root cause of what's going on. Because the reason you're overeating is because you're trying to escape a negative emotion or trying to enhance a positive emotion. So only when you are able to feel that emotion in your body, then you will not need food to kind of make it better, right? So that was really fun to kind of actually take them through that and there was um there were some people who were like a little bit apprehensive about doing some body work and like dropping into the body because they were like no no I don't need that I need to you know learn how to manage my mind and I need a coach for that and it's really interesting it's so fun to be able to be the coach and the one who does all the mind management but also prioritizes learning how to be in our bodies and trust our body signals. So this was so fun for me and I feel so honored to be the coach of these amazing ladies who are in the November group. And if you were really thinking, actually, I really wanted to join, but I didn't get a chance this time or it wasn't the right time for me or um, anything, then don't worry. The next group is going to start in February and I will be enrolling in December and in January. And so if you would like to find out more about that, you can go to www.amruticoaching.com forward slash group and you can find out all the information about the next group and you can be added onto the wait list. So if that's for you, make sure you go to www.amruticoaching.com forward slash group. And if you hadn't heard, if you're not on my email list or if you're not on my social media you may not have heard but I have opened up three one-to-one slots so if you have been thinking actually I would love one-to-one coaching with Amruti everything that she talks about is really interesting to me and I would love to coach with her one-on-one then this is your chance I haven't had any one-to-one slots open in nearly a year so I don't know when I'm going to be opening up the next few slots so these are for anyone who wants to lose weight but also wants to do something else in their life. So it may be another goal that you may have. You may want to improve your parenting. It may be that you want to build a business or you want to uh, transition out of your current career into building a business. Or it may be that you want to heal a relationship or you want to become a better parent or you want to help with your time management. The one-to-one coaching is also available to you if you needed like different sessions per week or if you wanted to talk about something that is really personal and really deep that you did not feel like you could talk about it in a group then one-to-one coaching is for you so if you would like to find out more information about that you can go onto my website www.amruticoaching.com forward slash private coaching and you will be able to book a free consult if that is for you. Okay, so let's get into this week's podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about clean pain versus dirty pain. This is sometimes referred to as primary pain and secondary pain. So whichever way you would like to address it, 
that's completely fine. You may not think um, clean and, and dirty resonates with you. You may not think primary or secondary resonates with you. So all you want to think about is there's some natural pain and then there's the pain that we put on top of it. So as you know, I always talk about life being 50-50. So in a natural, normal human existence, we have 50% positive emotion and 50% negative emotion. And in society, it's basically glorified that you should be happy all the time, right? So when you're not happy all the time, you may think, oh, there's something wrong with me. Why am I not happy? But actually, this is false. This is a myth and there is no one who is, ha- who is happy all the time. Because we are humans on this planet and we are meant to experience the whole wide range of human emotion. And that includes positive emotion and negative emotion. And when you are thinking of it like I am meant to have 50% negative emotion, then whenever something happens that is meant to generate negative emotion, then it doesn't have to be like something has gone wrong, right? Because there will be things that happen. Everyone has things that happen that may not go to plan, right? You may have a a death in the family. You may lose a pet. You may um, feel really disappointed because you didn't get a job that you really wanted. There's so many emotions that will come up and that are very natural and that you want to come up. You want to feel sad when you've lost a loved one. You don't want to be like happy and as it acting as if nothing has happened, right? Because that there's some like growth in that emotion. When you can be sad and be with yourself through that, that is a whole level of growth that we wouldn't get if we didn't experience that negative emotion, if we didn't go through that. I remember when my um, grandfather died and I was, I think I was in high school and I was quite close to my grandfather. And I remember that when we found out that he'd passed away, we got to go in and see the body and then I like I was with people then my cousins and my my mum and dad and stuff and then um we were like asked to go to another room and then I went and went back into the room and just had some time alone with him and at the time my parents were like oh gosh is she okay she's like going back into to see like the body is everything okay and actually that was just my time to kind of just really feel sad and be with myself I didn't know I was doing that at the time I just thought okay this is something calling me to come and go and do that and I realized that I was really really sad at the time and that when I allowed myself to be sad then I became more resilient to sadness so then when my grandma died a few years later I noticed that even though it happened a few years ago I've built up a little bit of that resilience muscle so I was still sad but I didn't stay in that sadness I wasn't like sad for months and months and months afterwards now if you find yourself in this kind of situation nothing has gone wrong it may be that you may just need to seek some additional help from a medical professional and there is no shame in that at all so if that is you then make sure you go and get some help from someone um, so that it this kind of sadness isn't prolonging because that can sometimes um, be a sign of depression or another mental health disorder and there's no shame in that i suffer from anxiety myself so i completely get it So that is like clean pain. There's some growth in actually feeling that pain. But the dirty pain that we normally layer on top of that is the shame, it's the judgment, it's the constant worry. And that dirty pain or the secondary pain is basically what can make the original primary or the clean pain 
much worse. And there's studies to show that there have been people with, who have been suffering from chronic pain. And when they basically were able to focus on the pain and when they were able to be with that pain without layering on the judgment, the shame and the wishing the pain would go away, then that made the pain much more, much more tolerable. So examples of kind of primary pain, uh, we talked about loss, um, you may feel disappointed um, if you've started a business and you wanted to earn say 50k in the first year but you actually made 25k, you may want to feel a little bit disappointed. But then when you layer on um, the the dirty pain or the secondary pain, like why is this happening to me? It's not fair. It shouldn't have happened to me. Um, you know, this is not fair. This is um, this shouldn't have been this way. Then what you're doing is you're judging that and you're shaming yourself for going through this, right? So this often shows up in weight loss, like all the time. So some of the things that my clients say to me is, I didn't stick to my plan. And then they, it normally goes on to, I did something wrong. And then it normally goes to, for some people, I am wrong. So when you are um, feeling disappointed that you didn't stick to the plan, that may be some really valid disappointment because you may have said, I've invested time, money and energy into this. And I'm a little bit disappointed that I'm not following through. That disappointment is really important because you want to learn how to be with yourself through that disappointment because when you can learn how to feel disappointment and um, you know carry on anyway that will aid your weight loss journey like so so much and it will make it much faster for you to lose weight because disappointment is a natural human sensation it is a natural human emotion that you are meant to feel every human is meant to feel disappointed and so when you can feel it on your weight loss journey and um, get through that and not make it mean anything wrong about you that will aid you but when you are then going to the catastrophizing um, or the all or nothing meaning um, I am wrong because I didn't stick to my plan or the all or nothing thinking is that oh I've gone off plan once so I might as well eat all the things that's like all or nothing thinking or if you're worrying constantly like how will I ever get to go away if I if I don't like you know stick to my plan all the time or if you're comparing to others um, some other people may be losing weight um, quicker than you or you know things like that then you may be thinking oh well you know I'm not it's not working for me or you know anything like that or if you're victimizing and you're saying oh it's just happening to me I'm the only one who this is happening to then whenever you're layering on that additional layer of judgment that is that secondary or dirty pain that just makes the original pain so so much worse this is so prevalent in weight loss. So many people expect themselves to, um, they, they shame themselves and tell themselves off for having a normal human emotion. And this is something that I want to change because this does not have to be the case because you are meant to feel human emotions. This is just meant to happen. It's normal. Now, it may not feel very comfortable at the time. That's okay when you can actually be with yourself through that negative emotion and like pay attention to it notice what it feels like in your body actually be with yourself rather than running away from it and going to food to make it better or scrolling on your phone or going to watch netflix or 
you know, having um, three glasses of wine to make yourself feel better, then it just trains your brain that you need to escape these emotions. So, so much of what we do in the program is actually being with those emotions that are completely human, that are completely normal in our everyday life, which is why you come in for weight loss, but it actually impacts every single area of your life. When you don't get a job that you really wanted, you're going to feel disappointed. When you felt disappointed in your weight loss journey, it's so much easier to feel disappointed in other areas of your life because you have normalized feeling a bit of disappointment. Everyone feels disappointed. I mean, we're humans, we set goals for ourselves and the aim of the goal is not to actually achieve it. It's um, who you become in the process of achieving it. Like some people say to me, on a bit of a tangent, some people say to me, would you rather have always been at goal weight and never had to worry about your weight or would you have gone through the process of being 92 kilograms and getting down to 50 kilograms? Like, would you have gone through that process? And every single time I say I would choose going through that process. And they're like, wait, what, why? Why would you wanna go through that like hassle of like losing 42 kilos? And I'm like, it's not like that I just gained the weight loss. I gained the skills to be able to believe in myself no matter what. Even when no one else believed in me, I was able to believe in myself. Even when it felt hard and I was stuffing my face with like um, Oreos or when I was like having a binge and thinking that it wasn't working for me whilst I was on my weight loss journey, I was able to get back up and say, you know what, I'm gonna do this anyway. And it was so empowering to be able to have gone through so many fails. Like there was way more fails than there was success, right? But when I was able to go through that, it helped normalize failure for me. So in my first two years of entrepreneurship, I've had way more failure than I've had success. But on the outside, it may seem like, wow, look at Amrita, she's done so much. You don't see the every single day failures that I have on a daily basis, like all the time I'm failing. But I could only do that because I was used to failing in my weight loss journey, right? So, so important. When you are able to do it in one area of your life, you're gonna be able to apply it to other areas of your life, which is why you're coming for weight loss, but actually then your, imp your relationships improve, you um, are better with your time management, you're able to apply the same tools to growing a business or to getting a promotion at work, and it literally is endless. So this is why you want to actually be able to be with yourself during any emotion, right? So going back to the clean and the dirty pain, the primary or the secondary pain, I want you to start applying this. So I want you to start thinking about when you are experiencing some pain, when you're experiencing an emotion, ask yourself, is this something that I can currently control? And if it is something that you can currently control, then you can go into like problem solving mode and stuff if you'd like, right? But if it's not something that you can control, then worrying about it won't actually help you and it'll actually hinder you, right? So that's when you just say, you just put a stop to the, to the worry and just say, hey, this isn't something I can control right now. So there's no use in me worrying about this. There's no use in me judging myself or shaming myself about this. It's not in my control. When it is in your control, that's when you can start thinking about, okay, what would you like to happen in this case? What are three possible things that you could try? And then what you can do is you can reassess in a certain time period. So it could be in a week, in a month, because no decision is actually set in stone, right? So I'll give you an example. It may be that you gained weight this week. 
So you may think about the things that the reasons why this happened were that you normally have your groceries delivered to you, but the delivery company messed up your order and so you didn't get a delivery that week. So is that in your control? No, that's not in your control. But looking at, okay, what in this situation is in my control? If this was to happen again, what possible things could I do? So it may be um, you may book a delivery for the next day, or it may be that you have some meals already prepared that you are gonna put in your freezer so that where if something like this happens, you're already set. You've already got something that you can um, have ready. Or it may be that you order something in and you know in advance that, hey, these are the kinds of things that I love eating on protocol that make my, my um, body feel great, so I'm gonna order these things. So can you see when you have got some actual solutions ahead of time, then that actually helps you to solve it. And you may say, okay, I'm going to actually put these into practice going forward and I'm gonna reassess in a month and see if um, that's going to help. And so then you just reassess, hey, did I lose weight? If, if this kind of thing happens again, what am I gonna do? So another example may be that I um, lost half a kilo when I wanted to lose one kilo. So I feel disappointed. Okay, you can think about, all right, yeah, it's okay that I feel a bit disappointed. I set a goal and I didn't actually um, hit that goal. Of course I feel disappointed. But then the secondary pain may be, hey, there's something wrong with me. I'm not losing weight fast enough. Um, everyone else is losing weight fast enough and um, I am doing something wrong, right? That bit is all additional like story that you're telling yourself that's gonna make the, the original disappointment so much harder to feel. Okay, so you may think about, okay, what is um, actually in my control here? What's in my control is what I decide to tell myself about the losing 0.5 kilos. You may decide that um, one of the things you could do is actually be grateful for what you have lost and just be like, you know, um, reminding yourself that actually when I lose half a kilo a week, this is how much I'll lose in a year. And actually the compound effect of that is huge. So you may say, hey, of course, there's gonna be ups and downs in this journey and I get to decide how I want to treat myself through it. It's not actually about the weight loss, it's about building up that relationship with myself that I have my own back regardless of the situation, right? And then you may um, decide how you're gonna actually speak to yourself. And you may say, hey, I'm gonna try this for a week, for a month, and then I will reassess. So can you see what you're doing is you are looking at what is in your control, how you are gonna actually um, address it going forward, and then you are going to reassess. So I hope you found this podcast useful. And if you did find it useful, I would love it if you could write me a review. So if you go onto iTunes, if you're on iTunes, you can go down and you can scroll down. And um, normally you, you can only do this on the desktop so if you're on your phone um, i'd really appreciate it if you could go to your desktop to actually write the review um, if you're on android or any other podcast platform you can always um, go and write a review and a rating on there as well i would be so very grateful um, and i would ask you to share this podcast with a friend that may be in need because it's completely free information and it will change your life and their life if you choose to start putting it into practice. And um, I am honored to be able to bring this information to you really. And I will continue to show up for you weekly so that you can start applying this. Okay, I will see you again next week. Take care, bye. For more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.